we should be live. Yes, we are live. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. And for those who are watching the replay, good day to you as well. My name is Vivian Aqua and I call myself, I am a DEI coach slash consultant. Um, today I'm having a conversation, a monthly conversation that we have once, once in a while I have with Mary Jane. And Mary Jane, can you introduce yourself as well? Yeah, hi everyone. Uh, Mary Jane Roy, as you see uh, in my name, and uh, my company is Creating Waves. I really specialize in uh, topics of stress hardiness and resilience, emotional intelligence, emotional agility, especially. Uh, and I've worked together with Vivian on different projects now since 2017. So really happy to be doing this series with her. Yes, and, and today we are going to take a moment and take a moment to reflect about certain topics that always are interesting, right? So this month, for this month, we chose two topics. One of them is psychological safety, and the other one has to do with microaggression uh, targeted towards gender and especially mainly predominantly towards women. So we are going to address both of them. Let's start with psychological safety because there is some let's say some mismatch about what it is and what's not and why is it, it is needed and for it for me to explain it better and then i'll hand it over to mary jane who has the definition of psychological safety when you look at maslow pyramid and this pyramid is a pyramid that most of you know i hope that most of you know and if you don't know please google it but maslow created a pyramid where um, is highlighting what we need to evolve to the next stage, right? So physiological needs are, we need a house, we need a safe place to, to stay as well. We need food, we need clothing as well. And of course we need our rest. But then to move on to the next level, we also need to feel safe. And then th this is the part where psychological safety uh, taps into the workplace, but also at home in whatever environment we are. People want to feel the need to be safe because for them to feel the need to be safe, they can move on to the belonging part. They can move on to inclusion. They can move on to so many other parts that are valuable for the workplace and workplace productivity. So handing it over to you, Mary Jane. Yeah, yeah. What I did is I, is I looked up the, the uh, definition by Amy Edmondson, okay. and uh, the, I think it's, it's worthwhile to, to read it out a belief that one will not be punished or humiliated for speaking up with ideas, questions, concerns, or mistakes, and the team is safe for interpersonal risk-taking. Mm -hmm. And in another, in another definition it is all from her as well, or in another article, uh, the sense that we can share our feelings, beliefs, and experiences openly at work without fear of retribution, loss of sta status, or punishment. So it really Especially is- Especially that last part. Fear yeah. of retribution, fear yeah. of losing your status, because some people, you know, can maybe recognize themselves in the first uh, definition. But yeah. for me, myself, the second definition is one that hits home in the situations I've dealt with in the workplace. Yeah. And, and it goes, to, I mean, this is maybe a perfect segue, Vivian, into what I started to, to tell you about a conversation I had recently mm -hmm. with one of my great nieces. And, uh, um, you know, she's she's uh, just she started work at uh, in 2021. She's she'll be 24 in in the near future. Uh, very you know beautiful young woman, smart, um, is on the go in the banking world, and 
uh, I asked her, I said, are you experiencing, because I hadn't spoken to her in a long time, and this was a topic that because it's come up so much in the last while, are you experiencing any sexual transgressions at work? Is, and she said, um, yeah, at social events, you know, that does happen. And um, I said, God, I don't even have any advice for you, you know, because it's such a tricky thing to talk about, uh, you know, or to raise the flag on, mm -hmm. as we know, uh, with, with, you know, the, the retribution, you know, the yeah. fear of retribution. And she, she agreed. She said, uh, you know, it's, it, it, she feels she has learned a way to deal with this um, and, and, and the person in their, who's in their 30s, 40s, 50s, the men that are doing this at these events, um, but put them in their place um, without creating a, a um, yeah, a fear that that uh, that they will be defensive or come back at her for any any you know any in any way. And I think it's a horrible, <laughs> it's deplorable, um, and it's not just from now. I'm it's been there for decennia, but. God, Vivian, um, yeah, this shakes me it is, up. It is, it is horrible. And I am, uh, I am, um, it's weird for me to say this, but I'm glad that there is a atmosphere that things are happening in the Netherlands and also within Europe and other places that people are able to share this, yeah. feel free to share it or feel like they need to advocate and therefore they are sharing it. It's not where these incidents that are happening are, you know, happening behind closed door. Even though they are happening behind closed door, it's not a risk for people anymore to share because they share. The damage has already been done. So what more can they lose? Or they want they want justice, right, for these actions. And uh, to bring it back home, in the Netherlands, there is a lot of attention regarding The Voice from last year yeah, yeah. when it has to do with um, misbehavior in the workplace, misusing power in the workplace. And also there are young people involved in that where the coaches use misuse their power in a very bad situation. Mm -hmm. And now this year... Um, Let's say Let's that with last year, Vivian, stay with yeah. last year. Yeah. UVA, you know, the fraternity, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dinner. I, I forgot <laughs> about that. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, there are some frat houses, fraternity houses where, or um, let's say network places where people feel like they can express themselves and how they really feel about women, right? So um, I'm not going to say the word. But I, I will, you know, lead to something, right? Because they were calling women HOs. Very, yeah. <laughs> B, that, 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 that. So you can fill in whatever word it is, but it's not positive when it comes to women. Yeah. And I'm laughing about this, though, now, which, which um, I'm looking at myself and I'm like, why are you laughing? Because this situation isn't isn't funny at all, especially for those who are going through that or for those who are dealing with derogative misbehavior from other people. And I I feel I feel very bad for those who have to go through this. And I'm, my apologies for laughing because again it's not a laughing thing. Um a lot yeah a, last year a lot has happened and also this year Let's say that an, a news outlet similar to BBC Sports, but in the Netherlands, so I will call it NOS Sports, where also a lot of former people that work there shared 
different ism, microaggression, racism, sexism as well. And it's coming out now where I am in a stage like companies want productivity. They want to win. They want to, you know, win and become part of the top three or maybe become, you know, first in mind when a client thinks about them. And then I go thinking like, but if you don't address psychological safety, if you don't address or raise awareness when it comes to, first of all, how to identify Mm -hmm. these situations and, and also repeat the awareness regarding what to do when something has happened. I know that it's important to pay attention to prevention, but also pay attention to the fact that if something has happened, what what can people do? Is there an independent organization supporting them? And the reason why I'm putting an emphasis on it, because in the Netherlands now, I'm not presuming anything, but in the Netherlands now, there is a situation where one of the people that worked for or is still working for NOS Sports, his partner is also working for an independent um, trustee foundation where if there are any problems, you know, if you're dealing with any challenges with somebody from NOS Sport, you're supposed to call them or report to the trustee foundation. Is it a trustee foundation that I'm, uh, is it? No, no, I, I'm trying to think if uh, trials person sort eats it. Yeah, in Dutch. Um, a, 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 a trustworthy. Yeah, a trustworthy foundation or somewhere where you can go that yeah. it's reported legally that, you know, something as misconduct has happened in the workplace. And um his partner is working for that organization she says that she's not part of you know receiving information but she's still high up in the end where Mm -hmm. the presumption a lot of people have the presumption that if something happens to me while working for this employer i am not going to report that to that organization because of the fact that this woman is working there and you never know how she can get to the information you don't know what you don't know. And now, yeah, without going into details, it's it's messy. It's, it's messy. very messy. Yeah. It's it's very messy. And uh, um, yeah, I, 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 the only word that comes into my mind too is this, the whole thing, you know, in, in regards to all of the different incidents. It's, a, mm-hmm. it's appalling. I mean, it, it, it's, where is this behavior coming from? You know, if we just focus on this kind of behavior, yeah. it, this doesn't even touch on microaggressions in the workplace, yeah. uh, you know, outside of the sexual transgressions, yeah. which I don't feel are micro. I don't, I don't care at what level. I call them, person. even though it says micro, I call them macro because they have a macro mm-hmm. impact. Yeah. Yeah. Even when people are saying that it, now people are reporting about an incident that happened 20 years ago. That yeah. means that you're leaving a huge scar that people cannot walk away from. Yeah. Yeah. And if this is going on in the workplaces, okay, these incidences have been really highly publicized. Uh, yeah. They've been yeah. getting the focus, getting the media attention. Thank goodness, you yeah. know, that bringing it out, um, exposing them. And uh, But it's, it's so all pervasive. And I, I think... It, Coming up, you've got an example of one that is, you know, just recently happened uh, yeah. um, in The Hague. And, and then I think, you know, this this is just a, a, a small, it was 
what, four words, five words? It was just a small sentence that he made, but just in the context and also in um, people of power sometimes forget how much power their words have. Yeah. And how much people I, I I'm trying to realize myself that I have to be deliberate, authentic, but also deliberate about mm-hmm. the way I'm saying things without hurting people, because I know that there are people out there that are really listening to whatever I have to say. Right. And especially when you are higher in ranking um, based on your title, people always will listen to you. So. In this case, what Mary Jane was referring to was I recently published uh, an article on LinkedIn and it is addressed to um, the prime minister, not, not prime, Dutch minister of public housing and spatial planning. His name is Hugo de Jonge. And I'll share the context that he uh, brought the sentences into light. And that is, he was on television, he was at a, a public demonstration and he was talking about... At a debate, I think. Uh, yeah, debate. I yeah. think it was a debate, yeah, where um, he and another woman were talking about the challenges that different people are facing when it comes to housing in the Netherlands, where right now, it seems like the housing in the Netherlands is only for those, the have the haves instead of the have-nots, right? So those who are... Uh, who have money, who have funding, who have the financial means, uh, can buy houses. And for this woman, she's a student. She no, wanted, she was not know, a student any longer. Eh? She, I think, she's finished her studies. Oh, she, she finished started. her studies. Okay. Yeah. And anyway, no, she's no a young woman. Yet. Yeah. Young woman, and she was asking, "What are you going to do to fix the challenges when, when it comes to housing in the Netherlands?" And mind you, this is a um, a Dutch minister who's not new. And he made this comment right after International Women's Day. And also, mind you, he also has a daughter. So I'm going to say something out very loud. He asked that woman, not once, but twice. Do you know a rich friend? I'm going to repeat it again. <laughs> Do you know a rich friend? And Here he was referring are. in Dutch, he was referring Vivian yeah. to a male friend, the, yeah. the Dutch friend, friend, friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so, so he'd uh, say boyfriend, right? Not yeah. even knowing if she's maybe into men. That's yeah. also an assumption. Oh, that I was thought about there. that too. Yeah. And not even knowing that it's important for some people, I wouldn't say all for some people to gain their independence. So what he was actually saying is you have to marry your way up (laughs) to gain some independence, to gain a housing. This on public television also. I do want to, I I just, I just wrote on the post that you, that you made as well, um, just in the last half hour, but I do Mm -hmm. want to compliment the, the MC, the moderator of this panel discussion. Debate yeah. because she immediately jumped on yeah. him uh, verbally and said, "This is not kosher. This is yeah. this cannot be yeah. happening today." Yeah. And but, but she I, was I the only see, one who said something. Yeah, though. I didn't see any remorse on his face. You know, no. it was just a, a smile and a smile to the audience and a kind of you know glad. Yeah. So I I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't want to know what's going on, but yeah. let's say that a few days later, because. 
a lot of women were standing up and a few men. I want to salute the men who, who stood mm, up. But absolutely. for me, it, it also felt quiet on the men side. Mm. I've been seeing posts and I'm, I'm looking at the likes, I'm looking at the comments and some people were saying it's just a joke, but that's that's what microaggression yeah. is. Yeah. Whether it's funny or not, it still hurts. It still hurts for the other party. And also somebody was um, activating some fragility in saying you cannot say anything anymore. And I'm not saying that. I mean, I understand that sometimes people make mistakes, but in this case, this person should be educated or should be aware of certain things that they should not do and should do. Mm -hmm. Am I saying that this person has to be perfect? No, but such a demeaning comment to the bone, which you can unpeel layer. So the first mm -hmm. layer is marrying up. The second layer is also assuming that this person needs to be somebody, needs to be with somebody to be somebody. The second layer is he surely doesn't know anything about International Women's Day because I don't know, but apparently he forgot about it. He also forgot about the fact that he is married to a woman and his daughter is a woman. And would you? Apparently, this is the advice that he's giving his daughter. I would not. If I had a daughter, I would not. And and he and the also... Heterosexual, the, Vivian, the heterosexual aspect you brought up. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. It was a huge assumption on his part, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. an attractive yeah. woman sitting there, young woman. So yeah. obviously she must be into having a boyfriend and probably maybe is, but yeah. did he ask her? Yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, the, the day after was appropriate either. The day after was funny because there were some people posting on LinkedIn saying, we are looking for a rich friend. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if they succeeded though, but it, it was yeah. brought with you know with uh, with sarcasm. And what I am thinking also by doing this, sometimes you are in a very serious conversation and people bring in a comment or a joke and they are deflecting from the main hurt. Was and that, that was, a, that was a, a pretty dramatic deflection on his yeah. part, you know, he, yeah. he didn't answer the question as to why when, no. when she has no study guilt, uh, debt, she has yeah. no, um, uh, she has a good income, her parents yeah. would stand as guarantors, guarantee for, yeah, for her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah. And so I mean, these things all in a row, and she said, and I can't afford, you know, even the most basic accommodation. So mm -hmm. it's like, um, yeah, but that was a night neat in his mind deflection from yeah. the actual. No, no, and his and his apology was wasn't an apology that is worth something. He was saying that it was just a joke, and um, he should have known better. But it was just a joke, and I'm just yeah. like. This is not the way that you should have apologized. There are other ways. And also, what actions will you be taking to prevent this yeah. from happening in the future? Yeah. That will be an apology for the leaders or for those who are connected with leaders. This is how you apologize. Yeah. Not, not only by saying sorry, but taking also owning up, taking accountability, owning up. What have you done and what can I learn from this occasion so that I don't do it anymore? Yeah.
Yeah. And, you know, if we, and if we, if we bring it back to, I think one in the beginning with your introduction to okay. all of this, if we take yeah. it back into the organizational, uh, corporate organization, yeah. if these things are going on and, and you have to go home afterwards and stew over it fact, or even while you're working, yeah. of course you can't separate, you know, this is the idea about being your whole person in the yeah. workplace you can't separate these kinds of hurts, these kinds of perhaps unintentional, but very hurtful mm-hmm. uh, um, actions, words, deeds, etc. That, that and these and, and these things can can activate the fight and the flight and Absolutely. the freeze mode. Right. Yeah. And Mary Jane, what stress comes with <laughs> the fight, flight and freeze mode? Well, and, and let's add fun, the people pleaser uh, yeah. aspect as well. This mm-hmm. that they, in, in more recent uh, times that they're adding into this, the three F's have become four F's. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it, let's face it, your prefrontal cortex shuts down to one degree yeah. or another, depending on how severely you're seeing this as and a that's, that's very productive. Uh, right? Well, that's, I mean, this is where you do your creative logical thinking. It's your executive functioning. It's, 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 it, this is what you want to be, have online, your, your people to have online uh, as as long as they're working for you. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. if that shuts down, and even if it's in an instant, there's some research out there that indicates that cognitively, we're not working at our prime, at our at our best, for up to four hours afterwards. And that would be, Vivian, if I've said something to you and I've come back and I've said, Vivian, I'm so sorry, please, you know, this is, and but you achieved, uh, you perceived it as being a, uh, a threat to you in some way. Yeah. Your brain perceived it as being a threat. And I can I can recognize that because if there was something that caused me to activate the fight, flies, and freeze mode, so I'll I'll bring it to me instead of making it more mystery. I I was bullied during my pregnancy, and it did a whole lot to me. Looking back, I I had my fight mode active, but I could not activate that because you know fighting at the workplace or having a, a, a um um let's say being constructive, but also even addressing things, I Mm -hmm. was dealing with a narcissistic manager. So it's not the best thing that you should do. And the other thing I froze. Yeah, I froze and it took me a long period, a while to become, you know, get out of that funk, but also to become more productive. Yeah, it does, it does. It takes hours and, and of course, if it's all pervasive, you yeah. may never really be functioning at your best yeah. in those in that situation, yeah. and then then you need to make the choice. Yeah. Of course, do I stay or do I leave? Yeah. I think I think employers really underestimate, and you know, the, the, there's the term out there, quiet quitting, which is you know people are there on the chairs and and not you know but not doing the work. They are they the are activating their amygdala the whole time oh, instead yeah. of activating their prefrontal cortex. And and this is the thing, you know. I think we the employers really underestimate the amount of time. I I was calling it presenteeism, you know, all these mm-hmm. years. Um, yeah. I know that there's another type of presenteeism, and that's with people with with chronic medical problems that do mm-hmm. come to work but can't be working. You know, they're just not. If you're in pain, you're obviously not going to be working to your full potential. That that cannot be. But yet yeah. you're still doing your best to be there and to do what you can. 
But the other kind of presenteeism that I felt was this bums on seats and uh, but no <laughs> engagement. All right, a yeah. total disengagement. And mm -hmm. I think I think there's there's just such a, a disconnect for employers to understand how many hours they're actually paying somebody and and if just they to sit around. And it can also lead to this disengagement can be this as engagement can be. Um, how do you say it can contagious, be contagious. Can be contagious. contagious. That's what the word that I'm, I yeah, was looking yeah. for. Contagious. This engagement is also contagious because, Absolutely. mind you, this person is not the funny, uh, you know, not the the um, the colleague that you want to be around with. And then the complaining comes in. Mm -hmm. Then other people are complaining. Then there is a whole department of complaining. Then we've got we've got a, a proclivity for negativity. I mean, yeah. let's face yeah. it. And so we're drawn yeah. to negativity. Yeah. You know, we may we not need like to it. detox from it. <laughs> That's a yeah. good thing. We need to detox, yeah, detox from it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, talking about detoxing, but mm -hmm. have you heard the term masculine toxicity in the last while? <sighs> Frequently. Okay, I just yeah. recently, I, from Robert yeah. Baker, yeah. and anybody out there looking for somebody that is really, really involved in supporting women uh, as, uh, uh, you know, and, and men as allies, getting men yeah. to understand, it's yeah. Robert Baker. But yeah. he, he told me about this term, and I had no idea, you know, about Andrew Tate and all of this, you know, yeah. idolism yeah. that is happening with teenagers, boy, you know, uh, young yeah. uh, male teenagers. And it's it just, it's astounding, you know, it's yeah. astounding. Um, and I was at lunch today with a friend of mine who's also a psychologist, and she was telling me even more about it, you know, so yeah. I, it's fresh on my mind. Um, and, uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's, uh, it, it's, just, this is why role models are so, so important. Why anybody in government, anybody mm -hmm. in, in an official capacity, yeah. anyone in, you know, you have to understand the impact that words have. Yeah. And if you don't know, because we are not two women who are sitting here and saying a leader should know it all. I believe a leader should not know it all, but a leader should have people within this team that together, yeah. they know it all. And I see so many leaders making the mistake that they don't have a coach or don't have somebody in their corner that can be also showing the mirror, the mirror? yeah, that yeah. they can be a mirror. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you have to know it all. And I know that you are making mistakes, but by not having a coach, it will be, it will be hurtful for your career or yeah. a mentor. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I either, know, either, yeah. Would, either yeah. would be, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't imagine being in a leadership role responsible for for the care of others yeah and not have someone as a sounding board yeah. um someone to hold that mirror up as you say yeah. and uh yeah it's it's i think it's essential you know it yeah. is absolutely essential and there, there is some data out there i sent it to you uh, mm -hmm. some research from josh Barrison. Mm -hmm. um and i i don't have it you know right at my fingertips to 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 say it but those leaders that do have coaches, the yeah. teams are so much more productive, you know? So if that's maybe one takeaway that anyone listening to us in this discourse, you know, that we're having here is, yeah, it, get yourself a coach. Mm -hmm. um, you know, make sure that you've got 
an open mind to understanding that yes and 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 let's face it you can you can also say well i'm too old to change no never 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 you know, not, never right this is if one that, of the prefaces if, in all of my workshops and training is yeah. exactly the fact that we are never too old to learn yeah. And uh, this is this is a, a misconception that research in the last 20 years has totally debunked. We're creating new neural pathways, new neural connections till the day we die, as long as we've got a healthy brain. But being open to learn also helps us maintain a healthy brain. So, yeah. you know, it, it's a win-win. <laughs> so, yeah. It is definitely a win-win. And all I all I can say is that it's a missed opportunity when people don't protect themselves, but also own up to their vulnerability and be there for one another, right? Because uh, it might be, maybe you had a role model that pretended to know it all. Maybe you had a role model that did not disclose that they had coaches or mm -hmm. they had a mentor system or peers that they can connect to. And I also know that being a leader, this is a role where you can feel lonely. If you yeah. don't, if you are not connected with yeah. somebody else and similar to my role, and I think your role as well, if you were doing it, if you were doing everything all by yourself, believing what other people think about you, believing the feedback that people are getting and not getting any, um, not not getting any reflection but also not not having that community then yes yes you'll feel alone and yes you feel like you are not you know you are not the best advocate for yourself and i have a community i have people to fall back on i definitely have mary jane and so many other people that if something happens that is shocking um i always have somebody to fall on mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and there's actually research that shows this, I believe. Something in the back of my mind is triggered by what you're sharing, Vivian. And mm -hmm. that is that the higher up in leadership you go, the less feedback you actually get. So I understand that. You know, because what will happen when people are sharing their feedback, right? It's like off with their heads. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we think. But is that the reality? Possibly not. Yeah. But again, again, it's about building that 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 psychological safety to step up and say, you've crossed a line here. And how can you do it and feed forward so that in the future, mm. how will you how will you do this differently? How could you do this differently? So yeah. it's not about and, and maybe this is something that that we have to address here. Let's not, you know, punish what's happened, but let's use this as examples as 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 yeah situations to reflect on how we can better in, ensure that these kinds of situations don't happen again and uh, and it is about the reflection it is about talking about it yeah I just, I in the meantime, yeah. I was uploading the, the PDF of the George Bershin uh, research. Yeah. Yeah. I think that you were referring to this page, right? Could be it got. I'm. It's. It's. Oh, let me. Let me go full screen on my screen. Mm -hmm. Um. So it's about yeah, people yeah. leaving their their jobs when they are dealing with an uncaring boss, unsustainable expectation, but also no growth opportunities. 
Yeah. And this research was was new, right? It's a research from last fairly, year. Yeah, fairly recent. Yeah. And this is something that you really need to look into as a leader. Yeah. Lack of support for employee yeah. health and well-being. I mean, there's, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, but it, it, the cost is phenomenal and, and it's, it is so uh, underestimated, I believe. Mm -hmm. even dis even discounted you know it's, it's just definitely discounted but also i wanted to i want to go to the page where coaching matters okay yeah coaching and mentoring i every time that i talk to somebody or am, when i'm giving a workshop it feels like i am a preacher for coaching and mentoring coaching and mentoring <laughs> coaching and mentoring well, you've, done a wish, lot, you've done a lot in both fields eh? yeah so, I, I i wish that when i started my career and whatever where you are wherever you are it's never too late to activate coaching and mentor, mentoring whether you are the mentee or whether you are the mentor, whether you are a coach, or whether you are the coachee, both have valuable things to learn from each other. Marjane, you were saying? Um, no, 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 I don't think I, uh, not not in terms of that, just uh, that I, I, what I mentioned was that you've done so much of both, you know, mm -hmm. that I think it becomes, it's part of your DNA, Vivian, yeah. in expectations, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Definitely. And uh, I, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I don't know where, you know. I would like to bring in because it's made such an impact on me. Mm -hmm. I want to talk just maybe at this point as well on understanding, and with the work that you and Anita are doing, mm. and are doing with VR. Yeah. Um, that's that's one thing. I I can't stress enough for whoever is listening to to this uh, broadcast that um vr i really believe is a tool that is going to be a game changer mm -hmm. for understanding viscerally emotionally mentally understanding the effect of what words and behavior can have on another person and because you're literally standing in the shoes of a person being on the receiving end of some kind of transgression and understanding that intellectually is very different from understanding it in your heart, in your gut. And True. And people think that they, they think they know until they walk a mile in somebody else's shoes yeah. and realize that, oh, I, first of all, you are confronting yourself right and you i know that you know some of you may, might say you're not your best coach but would you accept it from me when i confront you knowing that this is the first time that we talk or we speak right but yet however i'm allowing you to go through an experience where you talk to yourself wow there's so yeah. much more that i need to do right and it's very important when it comes to this work it's important to activate the intrinsic motivation because if people don't have their intrinsic motivation active when it comes to diversity, equity, and inclusion, mm -hmm. any plan will fail. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. You're dealing with people who aren't ready, you who aren't committed. It. Yeah, you have to want it to change for yourself, yeah. don't yeah. you? At least a curiosity is also a kind of commitment. Yeah. But if you are in the in the deactivated stand, like 
it's not important to me, or we should stop it, it's not meaningful, then that is only not hurting you as an individual, but you're hurting your team. And also you're hurting the company from blessings, from revenues, from new clients, from new gateways that could be a very valuable avenue. And I always talk about Rihanna. Rihanna was, is a singer, but is also have become, also become an entrepreneur just because he tapped into diversity, just because she was listening to all the different people and the people that she has in her friend cycle. Why? Because she didn't only have, you know, black people in her circle. She had different people from different ethnicities where you hear the different challenges. And if you could, if your company could create solutions for those challenges, mm-hmm. Who is creating a win-win-win situation? Who doesn't love a win-win-win situation? Yeah. I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only ones we should be, you know, reaching for, searching yeah. for, yeah. Is, is those kinds of solutions. Yeah. And, I have uh, a comment. There's some kudos to us. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank, you. You. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so yeah. Much. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Um, and, and please share your thoughts as well uh, in the in the in the in the chat in the comments. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. It's not you know it's not only the Mary Jane and the Vivian Inside Show, but <laughs> we just wanna we just wanna start up with what's there, what's missing, and why, from our perspective, from our lenses, that this doesn't have to be continued. No. Right. We we are both advocates for inclusion, whether we are starting from the ageism, whether we are starting from uh, cultural diversity or are connected with gender diversity, are connected to all the different um, DEI levels or DEI flavors that are, are out there. Um, all, all my heart wants is I want to create a more inclusive world environment yeah. for my child. That's that's what I want. When do I want it? Well, preferably yesterday, but I also realize that there's a lot of work to be done. By starting now, I am planting seeds now yeah. so that the next generation and hopefully this generation can reap fruits from it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, if we can get the tipping scale going on this mm. one, the tipping That's point. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. We can get the tipping point going on this one. Yeah. And I and I, again, I'm going to go back to it. I think I think the VR as as uh, as you and Anita are are doing it is is one way that we can uh, multiply quickly mm-hmm. multiply the number of people who understand that this is yeah this has to change. You know yeah. this uh, the, what we're doing now is not cast in stone. But if mm-hmm. we if we don't have the courage and the curiosity to step into it, then uh, then nothing will change. And um, yeah, it really does need to be yeah. changed. Yeah. <laughs> but you can only change something whether, and maybe this comes to a next conversation that we c- can have about um, how can you fix something if you don't know the data? Well, I mean, I know the data is important, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm not—I'm certainly no data expert, but I do mm-hmm. a lot of a, a lot of research into the yeah. data um, to support what I'm what I'm teaching and and sharing in workshops and trainings. Yeah. Um, but it also is about 
your heart. It's about. Uh, well, do some people sometimes I wonder though. I'm not going to make this this a pun or a comment, but sometimes I am in situations where I wonder where is your heart. Yeah. And again, I think it's it's also ignorance, eh? mm, um, yeah. and ignorance, and not in the sense of of uh, of you know lack of schooling, but it's yeah. it's a lack of it's ignorant to to what the problems are. Yeah. Um, it's if it doesn't touch you, then why bother? Exactly. Um, you know, and and uh, this is not how we're going to build a sustainable future with each other. No. We don't have one right now, I don't feel, you know, that we don't have a sustainable future. If things carry continue to carry on as they're carrying on, mm-hmm. um, I hate to see what the next five and ten years yeah. is going to bring us. We really need people to to understand that their hearts, their souls, um, their emotions uh, need to be engaged in this, in this, in this and other conversations. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, you know, it's it, it it amazes me that. Yeah, that we can just kind of take a hands-off attitude to something that affects all of us and will affect yeah. our generations. I mean, I don't have children, mm-hmm. but I have young people in my life that I really want to see thrive yeah. and and flourish, and um, and that their children will also thrive and flourish. It's uh, you know, um, yeah. How and sometimes can, you know, I'm I'm gonna do. People? maybe a Louis van Gaal, I don't know, but there is this thought saying about sometimes there has to be friction for something to shine, right? And maybe. we all are tiptoeing, most of us are tiptoeing about around the conversations that can be challenging, around the isms that can be challenging, around dealing with, uh, around talking about a Me Too situation, but what if you create a safe environment where in a small setting, you can have a conversation and create new yeah. norms that involve everybody, involve as much as people as you yeah. can so that we can see things from my perspective, but also from Mary Jane's perspective, from other people's perspective. By only using one lens, whether you are a DEI consultant, whether you are a well-being consultant, whether you are a leader, by only using one lens, you are telling people that my way is the only way. And mm-hmm. I challenge myself by connecting myself with other DEI folks that have a different perspective or tapping into the different areas that mm-hmm. I am not expertise in, right? Uh, because I need to educate myself. I need to raise the awareness and also be able to advise my clients. If I cannot do it, at least I know somebody that can support you with this part. If we could understand, if people could understand the role that that their that their brains actually play yeah. in all of this, yeah. and the, yeah. the neurophysiology of what happens, mm-hmm. that, that the brain is really quite lazy. It likes to <laughs> categorize things. It yeah. likes to... Um, create habits, you know, yeah. that, that so it doesn't have to think all the way through, you know, of, I've got to put the key in the ignition and I've got to turn <laughs> the ignition to the right. And then yeah. I, you, everybody understands, I hope, what I mean by this. Mm-hmm. So the brain is lazy. It wants to conserve yeah. its energy for those fight, flight, freeze, fawn situations that come to play. Um, and and so it, it, it categorizes it puts labels on things. I call us judging machines, you know, mm. and there's a, there's we a, definitely Dutch, are. 
Yeah, the, there's the Dutch expression, which I love in terms of having open, fruitful conversations. And that's lat omataus, leave mm. grandmother at home. Yeah. I'm not being able to find an acronym to, to, to do it, but it's leaving your, your judgments, your opinions, mm. and your advice. And I just also know another one. And that is, uh, I'm not making an advertisement for Nivea, but there mm -hmm. is one. Um, I will say it in Dutch and explain it in, in English as well. Niet invullen voor een ander, which mm -hmm. means, literally means, don't make the assumptions yeah. be on behalf of the other person because you yeah. don't know the context. You don't know you the can, context. You can, however, ask about the context so that you have a full view, a full picture. Yeah, yeah. And also when somebody's asking questions, don't see it as a, an attack unless they are delivering it in a very bad way, a hostile way, then see yeah. it as an attack. But if somebody's asking questions out of curiosity, let that person lead, let them talk and also come back with, okay, now I understand you better. But yeah. sometimes it is needed to ask more questions exactly. to get the yeah. full picture. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. The, I think it's that questioning more deeply instead of yeah. providing your own opinion. And, you know, yeah. most of us listen. I mean, we haven't been taught mm -hmm. how to yeah. listen. So, uh, yeah. How to it, listen, but also how to ask questions in a way that are not already. So a question that I could ask uh, to you, Mary Jane, is um, why are you saying that? Or I can ask you, why are you saying mm -hmm. that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean by that? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Are we getting or, Are we getting snappy on the show? <laughs> <laughs> Raria, thank you, darling. <laughs> thank you. I love that you're loving this conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, still, we are making fun of it, but still, unfortunately, this happens in real life. So yeah, when you are asking your more question, than, more than yeah be aware of the tone and be aware of the fact that what is the outcome that you uh, want to know more. And Rabia has already said, or tell me more. Yes, uh -huh. that could be, yeah. tell yeah. me more like this, <laughs> or do tell me more. What is yeah. it that you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the tone of voice, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, the tone yeah. of voice, our, our body language, it says so much to people. Yeah. And again, that's a, one of the things that the brain does. It categorizes yeah. really quickly. Yeah. Oh, she's being threatening. Oh, it's, you know, he, he's doing I this. mean, the, the, yeah. the brain is there. It has, of course, it has a positive function. And the brain has to deal with a gazillion decisions, right, that you run through where some of the things that I don't think about anymore, like driving, when I started, mm -hmm. you know, when I started in the beginning having my driver's license, I was thinking about doing this, doing that, doing yeah. this. Now I'm being drilled and I'm, I'm going to tell her tomorrow. I have a personal trainer as of now where she is telling me all these steps to do and I'm not doing well with coordination. So I'm telling her like, you're asking me to, to squat, then breathe, then hold my stomach, then do this, then do that. I'm just like so many steps that I have to think about. And I also have to laugh and breathe. Come on. <laughs> it's kind of overwhelming. That's, that's how you, no, but that's <laughs> how your brain is going through. Once yeah. I'm getting into a familiar place, that's when I am able to not think about the steps because yeah. I'm more aware of It'll what I need to do. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. now we are sharing. The beautiful thing about our brain is this is its elasticity. Yes. We yeah, can I mentioned change. it earlier. Yes, well, we can. Yeah. Yes, we can. We can teach old dogs new tricks. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I want to see well. you as an old dog, though. But look <laughs> at you! Look at you! The way you have embraced technology, the way you are setting yourself up for success, and the way that you say, "Okay, I know that this is what I'm good at. I'm willing to learn and see if I can handle it. And if yeah. not, you also know that I am there when we are doing things together. That you have me to fall back on." And yeah. we always, I don't know if we call it like that, but the conversations that I have with you and you with me, I see you, you know, sometimes I'm the mentee, sometimes you are the mentee, where mm -hmm. it's always, you know, learning from each other. Yeah, exactly. Always learning yeah. from each other. Yeah. 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 And and that's based on trust as well. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. But the and you have to share this. Trust isn't. Um, how do you say it? Isn't you know having trust is one thing, but it's not the only thing to have trust because trust doesn't always equal psychological safety. No, yes, no, I can trust you. I just I, okay, I can still last, feel. Yeah, unstable. one of my last articles that yeah. I posted on LinkedIn dove yeah. into the difference between psychological safety mm. and trust. Uh, yeah. But yeah. they're, they're very closely linked. And, and yeah. certainly without trust, you won't have psychological safety. Definitely. You know, there's 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 really that as well. Um, so yeah, I think I think we should leave it at this. What do you think? I think as well. I agree with you. And I, yeah. as always, um, we can talk hours and hours, but yeah. we also have to think about our mental well-being and recharge our batteries. I always love to have these conversations with Mary Jane, and it's always fun. And we go into depth, right? So if there is a topic that you want us to address, or you have yeah, any please, questions. Yeah please let us know or tag us and let us know so that we can have that conversation and dive deeper with it yeah. as well. And, so and thank you. if you're not already linked in with us, then please do, you know, join. Yeah. You're missing out. You're missing out on good, good information <laughs> yes. and good news. Yeah, yeah. We do, we do a lot of posting on different topics. Yeah. Um, but yeah, link in, you know, connect with us and let us know that you know, if this was the, the, the source that introduced you to us, yeah introduced us to you mm -hmm. then um yeah let us know so we we yeah. also have some context around that that connection yeah. thank you as well yeah you're welcome thank you <laughs> yeah then that's it Wonderful. until next month in april all right sounds good darlings <laughs> bye everybody bye <laughs> bye